Amen. Good to be in the Lord's house this evening. Glad to have the opportunity to come. And, uh, Brother Phillips said, are you preaching tonight? I said, I don't know, but I come with my gun loaded, right? I, uh, <laughs> uh, good to be in the Lord's house. 20 minutes. I can, I, can, I, can, I can preach three messages in that time, Brother Daniel, right? That's uh, Bogart, I remember when me and you first started, nine minutes. I remember when I, when I first beat nine minutes, huh? Yeah, it was nine minutes max, right? So good to be in God's house. Man, there's so much that I've heard this week. I've been listening on the job site and riding around today, me and Brother Will and Brother Mark was putting in a unit, and Brother Mark had the, 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 the YouTube inside and Brother Will outside. The only time I missed it was in between inside and outside. And uh, so, but the, I have a problem sometimes. Y'all pray for me. And, and Brother Jacob kind of hit the nail on the head with this. I have a problem of, of taking what I know or what I've learned and putting it into practical use. You know, I, I know so much that I just don't do, <laughs> right? That was good, Brother Jacob. I, I know so much that I just don't do. Man, man, we've heard, I've heard from this week, and I don't want to leave anybody out, but R Brother Russell's message was a, just a, a, a great blessing to me. Uh, Brother Gravely last night, listen, I, I quit looking for messages to preach for so folks to amen. Last night I said, Lord, I'm throwing it down. I just want you to feed me and help me dish out what everybody else is having. And this, this, this evening I, I want to give one of those how-to messages, kind of how-to for dummies. And uh, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter number 1, 2 Timothy chapter number 1, uh, this is a message that I was going to preach at our church Sunday morning, and if they ain't listening, I may still do it, amen, ain't nothing wrong with that, <laughs> 2 Timothy chapter number 1, verse number 15, 2 Timothy 1 and 15, if you want to stand for the reading of God's word, you may, 2 Timothy 1 and 15, here, here's what Paul said here. He said, This thou knowest, that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are Phagelius and Hermogenes. The Lord, give, uh, the Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he offered fresh me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me. The Lord grant to him that he may find mercy in the Lord in that day, and how many things, and in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus. Thou knowest very well. Now flip over to the very end of the book, chapter number 4. Chapter number 4, verse number 9. Chapter 4, verse number 9. He said, Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed to Thessalonica, Cretans to Galatia, Titus into Demacia. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to, uh, to me for the ministry. Let's bow real quick in prayer. Father, I certainly need you. We just want to praise you, God. I thank you that our hope is in Christ tonight, Father. More than anything else, God, we're glad, Lord, that your blood still is strong enough to save an old sinner. And we thank you, Lord, that you're able to keep me, Father. Lord, we ask you that you open up your book to us tonight. Lord, help us, Lord, to take some of the many wonderful things we've heard this week, God, and, 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 and just take them and, and put them together so that we can know how to walk tomorrow, Father, and how to walk straight Monday and how to be a blessing to our church on Sunday. God, use us for your honor and your glory. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, B.C. I want to preach on this thought this evening. I ain't been given a time limit, Brother Jacob, since, since Bethel Hill. Have you? All right. <laughs> That's our home church where Daddy was our pastor. I want to preach on this thought, how to stay the course. We read of several men right here, and, and, and there's more than this. Uh, Philegius, I hope I'm saying his name right, Hermogenes. Man, wouldn't it be terrible that your name is recorded in the Bible as a man who has left the faith? Wouldn't it be terrible that your name is Demas? 
would be one who forsook the, the work of God loving this present world. Now listen, I'm not going to say Demas was an unsaved man, but he wasn't a sold out man. We don't know nothing about him. There are so many of us, there are so many, let's just, we've done it the brass tacks, so many of the people that I grew up with, that I love, that I know, folks that I used to go to church with, folks that I used to worship with, that friend, they are no longer staying on the course. Brother Jacob, me and you started preaching within two or three months of each other, and so many started. Remember, was it 18, 19? Brother Kalen, you was right there with us. Uh, Brother Jeep, Brother Gregory, where you at? You was right there with us. And out of all those 18, 19, 20 preachers, I'm going to say the ones that are in here tonight are the only ones still staying the course, that's still preaching King James Bible, that's still uh, believing in the, 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 in, uh, the inspired, unadulterated, uh, unadulterated Word of God. I'm talking about it is, it is am, I, am I lying? Am I, am I telling them? Uh, that's not a hyper-Calvinist or hasn't run off and left their wife and youngins and all such as this. And, and it's, I'm not saying there's anything about us. It's the grace of God as we've done saying, but so many are, 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 man, they're leaving the course. I got three things. Maybe we'll get through them. We see, okay, preacher, stay the course. Young men, stay the course. Old ladies, stay the course. Stay the, okay, yeah, amen. You ever sit down and say, how do I do that? You ever do that, Brother Joe? Yeah. Okay, I know, but how do I do that? Yeah, yeah. preacher, amen. But yeah. Then we get down in the bunks tonight and say, how do we do that? I got three things the Word of God showed me the other day, and we want to look at them. First thing, and these are going to be three cherishes, three things we should cherish to help us keep the course and stay the course. The first thing, I think this gets missed so much, is we should cherish those that are still standing. Cherish those that are still standing. I want you to look at that last little bit that I read. He went there and he said, Do thy due diligence to come shortly unto me. Demas hath forsaken me, loving this present world. Cretans don't know much about him, but he's left. Titus has went to Dalmatia, but now only Luke is with me. Now, I don't believe this was a, I don't believe this right here was a complaint or a sob story. The Apostle Paul in this whole second book of Timothy was, was, was encouraging young Timothy. He wasn't trying to bring him down. He was trying to lift him up. And I believe if we were reading this the way that Paul was speaking it, he would say, thank God there was a Luke. Amen. Amen. You know the reason that we've got this letter today, that Timothy got this letter that helped him to go a little bit farther all the way to persecution, that we're able to preach from it, Brother Russell, and read from it and get encouragement, is because there was a Luke. We got to be thankful for those who are still standing. When seemingly, Brother Troy, the whole world is selling out, the whole world ain't sold out. When seemingly everybody has fell apart and churches are falling away and they're doing all their things, we've heard about all the things that churches are doing and they're calling it church. We've heard about their music. We've heard about their method. We've heard about their manuscripts and their message. We've heard how they changed. But we find that there are still those who are faithful to God's precious word. And friend, instead of looking at everybody else, we should be looking to those men, those women, those people of character and say those are the ones that we want to anchor our lives like we want to be like and we should cherish them am I, t I ain't thinking I'm barking up the wrong tree there am I this is not a letter of complaint he is, we, we forget about those that are still standing listen friend I have done such a bad job pastoring and preaching to the folks brother Kalen who wasn't there Preaching at the folks who wasn't there. And I'm talking about get up, Brother Joe, and just give a good sermon and talk about a tongue lashing. And friend, the whole time the people that are there, the few that are faithful that are there, they're there to be faithful and to love God. Amen. Cherish those that are still standing. Thank God there are those who are still faithful. Thank God there are still those who, who, who are still in the fight. Thank God. And if we, if we fail to look at this, we'll be like Elijah. Lord, kill me. Lord, kill me. I'm the only one left. You ever feel like that? 
Listen, I feel, I feel like that. Y'all ought to go to Jeff Davis County, Mississippi. As far as I know, there's only one King James Bible preaching church in all of Jeff Davis County, and that's Sure Anchor Baptist Church where we are. I'm no lie. There's Baptist churches all everywhere, but, but one is still preaching King James Bible. It's hard to believe, and sometimes I feel like I'm the only one. But thank God there are those still standing all around the world. There are those still, still preaching the Word of God. And as God told Elijah, I still got 7,000 that ain't been in need of Baal. I've still got those, and we should look at those and be encouraged. We should be encouraged and look at those and cherish those who are battle-hardened. Amen. Paul goes in chapter number 2. He says, a good soldier endure hardness. Brother Joe, me and you went in a battle or two together, hadn't we? Hey, nothing about Joe Simmons. He's backwards. Look like if he had a banjo, he may kill you. Amen. Right? But bro, Joe Simmons, has stood in the, he stood in the battle. Right beside me. It's a, he, 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 you crawl over. You, you, you don't like this, do you? I don't care. All right. Brother Joe Simmons, as I pastored him several years ago to Elder Ridge Baptist Church, me and him were both young men. He stood right there side by side. It wasn't because we were young. It's because we both had the same manuscript. We were both singing, reading the same rule book, brother, brother, brother Jacob. And he stood there. And he fought side by side with me. He was a man of few words, but he was there. Thank God for folks like that. I look forward to what God will do for him in, in Idaho or Indiana or wherever in the world he is going. God will do something for a man who is battle-hardened, who is used to the arrows of the world, of Satan, and even of those so-called brethren. We should cherish those. Thank God for them. Thank God for y'all. Thank God for Ricky Grabley. I ain't never shook hands with him. Thank God for him. Heard him preach, though. Thank God for him. Thank God for Brother Chris Hewitt and Brother Daniel and Brother Russell. And I hate to leave some of you Brother Samuel. I've seen some of your things. I, look, but I thank God for some of these that ain't pastoring. Brother Mark, you work with you every day. Brother Troy, Brother Will. Thank God for these people who are still standing firm. Thank God for a daddy who still preaches the Word of God. This ain't about him. Listen, I don't know what he is. Listen, he produces just what he is. Sinners, but thank God he's got some gumption about him and some standards about him. Thank God. Focus on these instead of focusing on everything in the world. You want to be like something, be like somebody who's faithful to God. Young men, listen, I wanted to be a baseball player or either Dole Lawson growing up, but I'd much rather be a preacher of God's Word. <laughs> hey, young men, be a preacher of God's Word. Be, be, an encourage, be a worker in the, faith, in, in, in the work of God. Thank you for those of you who are ladies who are faithful in the work of God. Faithful in the work of God. Never say a word in the house of God. Never, never, never. You don't see a whole lot from you, but you're doing a whole lot. You're keeping your husband on the right track, amen, right? You're keeping him ironed and make sure he don't wear dirty clothes to church, right? I know, amen of that. Thank God there are those who are praying. Behind the scene, when I couldn't tell nobody else what's going on, Brother Russell, my wife's been right there crying and weeping with me. Praise God for those and cherish those who are still standing firm. Who are still standing firm. Still standing firm. I'm never alone. And there is great power where two or three are gathered together. <laughs> In his name. Two or three. Sometimes I get there and I get so sad when there's only just a bad crowd and God's a bad crowd. Oh, my goodness. Two or three are gathered together. God said he'd be there in the midst. He'd be there in the midst. <laughs> we should cherish those. That'll help you. Want to help you keep the course. Second thing, I still got time. I'm not, I'm, I don't even know how to read them coming clocks they got. Second thing, Paul told him not only cherish those that are still standing, but we should cherish the sound doctrine that we've been taught. We take for granted. I take for granted. Some of you who wasn't raised in church families or Christian homes, uh, maybe, maybe you could testify this so much more than I do. I, I take for granted sound doctrine. About uh, six or eight months ago, 
we had a wolf start growling at the church. Y'all ever have wolves? Y'all got any of them where you at? Huh? You know that wolf, he don't want to eat sheep food. He wants to eat sheep, right? And the wolf got to growling. And listen, we, we stood, look, it got, it got ugly. And the only thing I knew to do was fall on my face. And literally right in front of him, he comes shoot me. It's okay, it's okay. Get up, get up. No, I'm not getting up, right? And uh, my youngins had to see this garbage and junk like that. But it, the word come back to me. He never showed back up because when you growl at a wolf, he'll run off, right? And he never showed back up. He said, I don't want to hear that preacher. All he wants to do is preach sound doctrine. What on earth? I told Daddy that. I said, Daddy, that's, that's the best thing anybody's ever said about me. Amen. This man hates me. And I listen, he, he may be watching it. But that's the greatest compliment. Because what grows a person is sound doctrine sound doctrine. Look what Paul said in chapter 4 verse number 3. For the time will come when they shall not endure sound doctrine. What does he say there in uh, chapter number 3 verse number 14? Of these things uh, of these things, put them in remittance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words with no profit, uh, profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Sound doctrine still must be cherished. Here, here, here's Ephesians 4, we know where the Word of God talks about those that are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. I got to thinking about this, and maybe I'm, I hope I ain't barking up the wrong tree when I say this. There are some people, even amongst our crowd, that have to have some type of wind blowing all the time. Does that make sense? And even in Baptist churches, sometimes because we got to have wind, we have strange fire. That got Nabab and Abihu, and, and there's some weird junk going on even in so-called Baptist churches. There's some off-the-wall doctrine going to these things. But, the, but sound doctrine will keep you steadfast whenever the wind ain't blowing, Brother Jacob. <laughs> when the wind ain't blowing and you don't feel God. I don't even know that's not in our Bible. When you don't feel God and you don't sense Him moving, sound doctrine keeps you anchored down to this is what truth is. This is what truth is. The Word of God said that, that sound doctrine will keep us grounded, anchored down. Listen, I, I do electrical work and, and air conditioning work, so I think of grounding is different. Grounding will also absorb the shock. When you ground something, it, it absorbs the shock. When this world is trying to beat you up and beat you down, and this world is steadily hitting you, if you're well grounded and studied in God's Word and have been taught sound doctrine and preached sound doctrine and day in, day out fed sound doctrine, that shock won't bother you near as bad. Amen? Amen. Amen. It'll keep you grounded. It holds on to Jesus. It keeps you absorbing the blows because those blows are falling upon Christ. Amen. Not only keep you grounded, it'll keep you growing. Listen, this week's been, like I said, I ain't been here but a couple times. But from what I've seen, man, good. But, but, but growing is not about how high you jump in this service, but how straight you walk tomorrow. Not about how much you shout today, and it's good, Brother Jacob, that was good, but on how straight you can walk Monday when you hit the real world. When you go back to the regular job, and you, and you clock in, and no longer are you surrounded by God's people, sound doctrine will keep you grounded and keep you growing even in the midst of those times. Your pastor, listen to me, your pastor may not be a, a Gravely or a Hewitt or a Dwayne Moore. Your pastor may not be a Billy Ray Bond. But if your pastor's feeding you sound doctrine, love him and cherish him for it. <laughs> if he's giving you found, he may not ever lift up his voice. He may be, you say, preacher, he's so old, he stood in the traces, cherish him a while ago for being and standing. But if he's just steadily feeding you God's word and dishing you out God's word, if you ain't growing, it's your fault, not his. Amen. Cherish him. It will keep you going. It will help you to stay the course. 
When this wind of strange doctrine is blowing everywhere, sound doctrine never, ever changes. The gospel never changes. The methodology of the gospel never changes. The word of God never changes. So thus, people who are stood steadfast in sound doctrine get their foot in. And they ain't changing. Amen. Amen. You won't necessarily realize, you won't necessarily realize it, but sound doctrine will grow you a lot more than you realize. Y'all may not know this about me. <laughs> I, I got a few years ago, I got real big, like 240 pounds big, and that wasn't good on my back and everything. So I started wanting to work out and everything. I built a gym at the house so I didn't have to get in front of folks, right? And listen, it's, it's kind of weird. You know, you want to start lifting more weights and growing. That's normal, right? But it takes good food. You can do all the work in the world, and you ain't got good food, you ain't going to grow. You go and eat garbage... And eat cake all day. Brother Jacob have a diabetic stroke. And you'll grow up fat. You can lift all the weight in the world. You'll grow up fat. You can be all about God's business without the proper diet of spiritual biblical protein. Coming from sound doctrine, you won't ever grow to be nothing. That's why we have so many spiritual... We have so many people who are spiritually stunted. Cherish sound doctrine. Brother Gregory, we were blessed in growing up in sound doctrine. Brother Joey was blessed growing up sound. Brother Jacob, we was blessed growing up sound. Brother Kalen, Brother Rick, man, sitting under Rick Moore for 30 years. My goodness gracious. You're blessed to send her sound doctrine. Brother Mark, we're blessed. So our job is to also dish out that sound doctrine. <laughs> dish it out. When Jesus gave those disciples there at that, at that, at that, uh, that great supper of the five loaves and two fishes, he first gave it to the disciples first, then they went everywhere, right? Sound doctrine will help you stay the course. And last thing, I'm done. Cherishing souls will help you stay the course. I'm, this, is, this, is, this is simple. We know this. I believe I'm preaching to the choir. Paul said there in verse number, uh, chapter number 4, verse number 16. Let's see if I can find it right here. He said, At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me, and I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. And there's a, a great big compound word right here. of actually three words put together in our, uh, the way we would write it, but it's one big word, notwithstanding. So he just said, all these people forsook me, all of them hated me, Demas hated me, Philegius and Hermogenes hated me, all these, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear. I'm going to say this, Paul was kind of, was the, Paul, Paul, he was jealous for the Gentiles. Maybe that's not the best spiritual word to use. But he, want, he said, I, don't, I want them all to hear it. But man, I'd love for them to all hear it from me. <laughs> I'd love for them to hear it, but I'd like for them to hear it all from me. He said there in verse number 16, he said, Notwithstanding, the Lord's presence stood with him. He said the Lord's power strengthened him. And then he said the purpose that God sent him was for the Lord's preaching so that all the world may know him. If nothing else could drive us and help us keep the course, we have to back up and ask ourselves, what is the value of one? Eternal soul. What's the value of one? I'll tell you what Jesus thought about it. Jesus thought enough about me, rotten and wretched, to give his own to, to, to volunteer to come and die and take my cross, my crown, my thorns, my beating. He thought so much of me that I, Brother Samuel, was worth enough. And you know what that helps Christ do? I know he's God, he's 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 God in the flesh, but it helped him keep the course. Not, he said, nevertheless, Father, not my will, but thine be done. Why? Because Seth, some 2,000 years later, later is going to need a Savior. 
One soul can make all the difference in the world. It meant that much to God. It helped you keep the course, friend. Preacher, it just don't seem like we're making no headway. Think of this little verse of a song, and we think of it as a youngin' song. Is the place you're called to labor seems so small and little known? It is great if God is in it, and he won't forsake his own. Little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth and fame. There's a crown, and you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. Stay the course, Christian. Stay the course, preacher. Stay the course, deacon. Stay the course, ladies. Stay the course, young men. Fight the good fight of faith. Stay on course. Not just say, I want to do it, but do it. Not just say, I'm going to think about that, but do it. Stay the course. One soul that you could reach be worth staying the course for all eternity. Praise God. Thank God Christ stayed the course for me and you. Thank God for those that we cherish that's done fought the fight and still fighting the fight and they ain't got too old to fight it either yet, have they? Amen. Thank God for sound doctrine. Thank God that he's still saving souls. Stay on course. God bless you, friend.